0: Welcome, welcome on back into the QC Hornets Nest, a podcast powered by the Charlotte Observer. I'm your host and resident beat writer, Rod Boone. This is your place to get all the latest buzz, news and nuggets on the Charlotte Hornets. i will be telling you stories other shows won't and giving you inside access that other shows can't. This week, start us off for 2023. I'm joined by Terry Rozier to preview the season. We discuss how he's helping LaMelo Ball, the motivation to get the team to the playoffs this season, and the team's expectations overall, and more. So, are you ready? All right, let's go. Let's get it. A whole lot has happened since we were last together. And so much has happened. It probably can't even be recapped to be able to fit into enough time frame for this episode of the QC Hornets Nest. I mean... What a wacky last few months for the Charlotte Hornets. Going back to letting James Borrego go um, and then figuring you're going to get a coach in Kenny Atkinson, he says, nope, I don't want to come. You get Steve Clifford in here, a guy who was replaced by James Borrego a couple years ago, obviously four years ago. Then you have your second best player, And leading scorer, essentially, um, you know, get arrested for domestic violence out in California just hours before free agency began. I mean, it's just been a really wacky time for the Hornets. And even more recently, as we know, things still haven't gone in their favor. Their best player, all-star point guard, LaMelo Ball, is facing a little bit of a injury for his first time of his career. Um well that's, excuse not first time. His his, you know, obviously he had the injury his rookie year, but it's been a while since he's been on the shelf and a sprained left ankle that he twisted pretty badly in a penultimate preseason game against Washington has not healed enough for him to be able to play in the season opener. And this point, we're not we're really sure when we'll see him my guess is at least a week minimum into the season, potentially maybe as much as two because the Hornets definitely don't want to do anything to jeopardize the future of their all-star point guard. But man, you know, the Hornets have, they didn't make any moves. This offseason, everybody knows they re-signed Cody Martin, um, Miles Bridges is still up in the air status wise because of what's going on with his case being continued and pushed back for a seventh time on Monday. Um, they got a lot going on in Charlotte. And to not have an offseason that was supposed to essentially piggyback on the last four seasons to kind of get them going in the right direction again, man, I mean, they just have taken a step backwards in my mind. After all they have been through, you know they get to go out there in the court beginning Wednesday, Wednesday in San Antonio and get the chance to prove that against the Spurs and others. But the Hornets have a serious uphill battle this season to not only be able to hang with the best teams, but to be able to even come close to matching the amount of wins they had even last year when they had their first winning season in in who knows how long it was, you know, been at least half a decade, I believe it was. So the point is while things are just beginning right now for Hornets, man, it's going to be a long season unless they play above their heads. That's going to be the main thing for this team is you have to have everybody come out there, everybody, and play their best game each night to have a chance. That's a lot. From my perspective, to ask for, ask, you know, every player to come out there and play basically your, your your best every night. You're gonna have at least one or two or more players who aren't at the top of their game that night. But the Hornets have to have Gordon Haywood drop about 20 points a game, Terry Rozier do his thing um out there on the floor. When the mellow ball comes back, being about 20 points per game. That's still doesn't give you enough to put you over the hump. They got to find another scorer to help him out. Maybe it's P.J. Washington inside. You know, for those who aren't aware, P.J. was eligible for a rookie extension contract and did not get one. A la Miles Bridges this time a year ago. And so now for P.J., it's going to be about betting on himself this season and trying to go out there and have the best year he can to get paid next summer. So he'd be motivated to go out there and, and maybe have um, an, an off the chart season for the Hornets this year. And they're going to need that because again, with miles not around, we don't know when or if he'll be back. You have to find more production from the power forward spot. And also at the five spot to help out and counteract that. Loss of Bridges because you didn't replace him with anybody else, really. You kind of are still almost holding a place for him, um, per se, um, if and when he can come back on your roster. So the Hornets have a lot, a lot to overcome. It's been a really crazy offseason. Oh, by the way, we didn't even get into the latest player arrest. James Booknight was arrested uh, allegedly for a DUI Sunday morning. And that's something else they have to worry about now because Booknight was expected to be a uh, contributor this season after a tough rookie year his first year. He's supposed to be out there a little bit, you know, in his second year to be a uh, offensive force off the bench, give him some punch in that backcourt if Steve Clifford went to him or goes to him. And who knows about his availability and who knows exactly what's going on in his head right now um, after what he went through over the weekend. So. You know, the Hornets have just really been in the headlines for all the wrong reasons this offseason, and they can't almost get out of their own way right now. So unless they can, again, come out and show everybody and shut people up and tell them that, hey, you know what, even though you guys think we're not going to be a very good team this year, we can be, despite not making moves, despite losing our leading score from a season ago, if they can do that and Hey, they will have uh, proved many, many a people the tractors wrong because this season already looks like it could be a lost one. If things don't start going in the right direction as quickly as possible, it is time for our first mailbag of the season. And this is also, again, one of my favorite segments because I really enjoy the interaction with you guys. And this week, i actually going to ask a question just about what you guys wanted me to answer for you on this podcast this week, but due to the news, it made it really easy for me to actually answer a couple of questions that you guys have to me on Twitter. So let's get to them. And the first one comes from at Jason W. Richards, who's an avid follower and ask, do you feel like this may be the worst off season in the last decade for this team? I love the Hornets. I'm a long time season ticket holder, but the ratio of good and bad news is way out of whack. Well, Jason, we usually in this society like to take things and say they're the worst or best of all time and kind of forget about what happened previously in history. But in this instance, I'm not sure there's really a worse time for the Hornets over the last decade. Let's be honest. They've had three players arrested, even though Montrezl Harrell was a free agent and that was in Philadelphia. But one player arrest in offseason is not a good look for an organization to have three happen within a, what is it, four-month span, whatever it is. It's kind of unconscionable, to be honest with you. It's not something that obviously is very common, and it really is out of whack. So then you also factor in the offseason I mentioned earlier, just having essentially um, a change of heart with your coach that you just give t- extension to, excuse me, the previous year. It hadn't even kicked in just yet. So you're basically paying James Borrego to sit on the sideline for a couple of seasons here now. Then the coach you pick says, no, nah, I'm good. I'll stay here and stay in San frame with the Warriors and potentially, you know, maybe a uh, successor to Steve Kerr, whatever it is, something like that. Then you get a guy, Steve Clifford who um, knows the organization. Well, you feel like you probably got a, a savior a little bit because he kind of can come in here and um, do things for you that maybe somebody else couldn't do after you got spurned by Kenny Atkinson. But then a couple of days later, Miles Bridges um, gets arrested. So it just started this really long, crazy trend this off season. So to answer your question, Jason, there perhaps could have been another time this decade that mirrored something similar to this. But really, let's be honest, not even close. So from my perspective, yes, Jason, this is the worst offseason so far the last couple of years, uh, last 10 years in Hornets history. You just have to get past this somehow, some way. So once again, thank you very much for the question. I appreciate it. All right. And the other question that seems to come a lot is really about Miles Bridges and it's just, so I get the question so much. I'm not even going to just use one. Reader here who asked the question. So the question that's been posed is what's going on with Miles Bridges? And can he actually be on this team at some point this season? Well, as we know, I mentioned earlier, Miles's case has been continued for a seventh time now. The next hearing schedule is November 3rd. So behind the scenes, we are not clear what is going on. But I can tell you this, that he's not been condemned by the organization. The Hornets know Miles well. He's been around the team for four years now, and they're waiting for the justice system to essentially make a decision. They can't move forward either way until that happens. But for those people... Who really believe that Miles Bridges will not play in the NBA again or with the Hornets again? You are sadly mistaken. It is not a given. Let me make that clear because we have to wait to see how things shake out with the court system. But people fail to remember that there have been others throughout the league history who have. Had incidents who have had similar incidents, maybe not as publicized with photos and such, but they've had similar incidents and they came back to play the league, even some to do even things beyond playing in the league. So while there's a fashion, uh, excuse me, a facet of fans out there who um, think that Miles is done, won't play ever again, especially in Charlotte, I'm here to tell you, you are. Sadly, mistaken. Now, when that time comes or what that deal looks like or how it all works out, I can't tell you that. Because if I've spoken to many people around the league over the last few months, they have told me, many of them, there is no manual for this. None. No manual for what the Hornets are going through right now. So until this gets shaked out, until they can figure out what's happening with Miles' legal situation, it'll be up in the air. But to think that he's not going to be playing in the NBA again or even potentially with the Hornets one more time, that's silly. It's one of those things where he was condemned early, and his actions, if they are what they appear to be, he has to account, he has to face punishment for those actions. But Miles Bridges, barring something crazy, will play in the NBA again. And I can see him coming back to Charlotte one more time. So thank you guys for the questions. I appreciate it. And again, keep them coming because I love answering them. As I mentioned earlier, I spoke with Terry Rozier earlier this week to get his take on a couple different subjects. Um, LaMelo, obviously, and how much he's helping him out, Uh, the team, and what they expect to do this season. Um, what he enjoys doing off the floor. And I really had a good combo with Terry. So uh, I want to bring you guys that right now. Here we go. Thanks for joining me, Terry. Just first, again, LaMelo, with, with man, it's almost like it happened to you a little bit last year in the opening when you got hurt, had to miss a little bit of time. How much do you look back on that, kind of try to help him out and make sure that he kind of takes his time to kind of get back on the floor just to speak out there for you guys?
1: Oh, that's exactly what I'm doing. It's, it's, it's damn near the same thing happened to me last year. And you know, I told him, and I'll make sure I keep telling them, man, just make sure you're 100 you're because we really need you when it really matters. Mm-hmm. And we're not rushing to, you know, these first five games or whatever. We're not rushing just for you not to be all the way healthy and stuff like that. The things can get worse. And then we really might lose you at the, by the end of the season. So, And that's what one of the things I got caught up in, wanting to be out there with my brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm a competitor. But at the same time, I got to trust trust the the, the, the staff trusted the team doctor and, and understand that I, I can't be out there unless i'm 100 because i'm cheating myself and i'm cheating my teammate he's also a young guy too so how, how about that sometimes yeah, you know young, stuff, you, feel stuff, you probably yeah. like Fact, play through anything right facts, 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 facts. Uh-huh. but in this league you know 82 games and he, he you know he young but you, in this league you got to grow up fast and he already played what, what, two seasons three seasons so this happened fast fast him. he knows what's going on
0: now tell me about the season for you guys man just how driven are you, especially to get these guys to the playoffs? I mean, the first couple years you've been there, you've
1: been close, but haven't got past that hump.
0: What about this year, and how driven are you to help this team get
1: to where they want to be? Man, I'm super focused, super locked in. I feel good more than I, you know, it's the best I ever feel, man. I'm just trying to pass on how I feel to the next guy, and hopefully it, it become contagious. But, you know, our energy is high, everybody feel good, and every every team feel good at the beginning of the season. but. We want to be one of them sleepers. You know, every year NBA have a sleeper and we want to be one of them teams. And I know we can do it. We got more than enough talent, more than enough pretty guys. So it's going to be exciting here.
0: I know it's a team sport, but also you have individual goals. Like for you specifically this year, what do you want to come out and be better at individually than you have in the past couple of years?
1: Yeah, I won't really share the individual visual goals. I definitely have that. Uh, I'm a guy that writes stuff now. But I, I'm just like I was saying, I think I'm going to have the best season that I ever had at being a problem. Uh,
0: the younger guys on the team. Of all the younger guys, who do you think is poised for like a book breakout season, if anybody? That that you look behind the scenes and say, you know what, this guy's worked hard all offseason. He could be poised for a big year this year.
1: Um, I kinda like all of them, man. I, I, I'm really, I'm really uh, uh rocking with uh, Jalen. You know, I think um, you know, this is his third, fourth year. He's been here long enough. I think it's time for him to. To really, really be our, be our step up for us and be a huge help.
0: Now I know uh, you have the slick dribbling moves out there, man. the Stuff's on social media when you're out there playing games. How do you come up with your moves? Is it something that you just go in the bag and just just come up with on, on a given game, or how do you think about it? just I'm gonna go out there and break this guy down and dribble? Yeah,
1: I mean, I you know I tell people all the time like I grew up at a recreation at the park and at the park. He was either fighting or he was playing basketball every day, and I had a basketball always in my hand. Like so, dribbling always came me, for me being young. Now, as far as the moves out there, that's that's far. As, that's like reading and react. So I just I work on a lot of stuff in the summer, uh, me playing live and me just reading and reacting to the defender and stuff like that. So that's all that you tie all that in together, and then you get you get you get some nice handles. Well, it's not easy though, right? In no, hell, no, it ain't easy. No, you, <laughs> you can look on down the line. A lot of people can't even dribble. There's a lot of people that's really good that can't dribble at all. Right, right. That can't even look down. Or look up while you're dribbling. So I mean it is what it is, but I was just blessed to always have a ball in my hands at a young age. All
0: right, that's off the course though, I man. Tell me something about Tay Rosie that the average person doesn't know, man. Like are you a good cook?
1: Uh, you know, you're a meat freak? Like 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 what? Uh I'm I'm super family or I like I'm 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 rocking with my family. I'm I'm real chill. I don't really do too much. Like coming to the arena. Playing ball—that's that's like my life. When I go home, and I'm chilling with with my people, with my boys, with my family. That's how i always been.
0: What is it about that you enjoy so much
1: about that part of just your life, man? I don't know. I might be getting older, man. <laughs> See, I, I used to always—I used to want to be outside. You know, I come from being outside, but. I think I just, I just like being inside. I don't know what it is. I'm just super chill. Uh,
0: just two more. Uh, Travel-wise, man, I'm sure you like to travel a little bit. Where's your favorite place to travel, if you have one, and where do you want to go bucket list-wise that you haven't been to just so far?
1: I like Paris. We went to Paris a couple years ago. I like London a lot. You know, shopping reasons. I love clothes and stuff like that. As far as where I want to go, I want to go somewhere in Greece. I see a lot of beautiful stuff on Twitter and stuff like that, and i always be liking it. So I definitely wanna, you know, go test it out with a with a nice little beautiful Nermo. I go, I wanna go to Greece though.
0: Sure. Just last thing is tell me about one of your favorite hobbies, man. What do you enjoy doing most when it's not anything basketball later? I mean like what do you play video games? Definitely
1: probably playing a game, bingeing some shows or, or, or uh, you know, finding some clothes, clothes that I can that I rock out in. Like, you're talking man. about
0: shows, like, you tell me about the Truman Show, stuff like that. Like, yeah. tell me about just how you're so nice about some of these, these films out there, man. How much you like, I like, guess you're a movie buff.
1: Nah, yeah, no, nah, it's hard. We got we got some raw-ass, we got some raw-ass movies, some nice-ass shows. I was just watching this new show called The Watchers last night. Man, it's, it's, it's about, it, it, it keep me busy. We got Raisin Canyon, all the Power, power Specials, it, it, it keep me busy.
0: Now, as so we look at the schedule and what the Hornets have coming up to start the season, It's not easy at all. As I mentioned earlier, they're going to have to play above their heads, in my mind, almost every night to kind of have a chance to win some of these games anyway. But, man, the first couple of games or so are not easy ones. Now, you can say the Spurs are, you know, in the same boat. They're kind of maybe trying to rebuild a little bit, and they're not a great team. So that's the opener. Okay, you know, give you that one. But then you come home and host Zion from South Carolina Zion the pelicans in your home opener Well, you go to atlanta team that beat you in the play-in tournament and embarrassed you and play atlanta on sunday so essentially four of your first five games are on the road which includes a three-game road trip i mentioned atlanta they'll come back home for a day or so in between but then they'll go to new york for the next game then go to orlando and play the magic and then come back home for game two of their home schedule to host Steph Curry and defending champion Golden State Warriors. So the Hornets have a really tough slate coming up here. You know, they can get a couple of these games potentially, but if they don't get the game against the Spurs and can't get the magic, they could be staying at an 0-5 hole potentially going to play in Golden State at home. Wouldn't be a good look for them at all. So, It's not imperative for them to give to a fast start, but I think with LaMelo being out, again, for at least a week, not two, you have to find some way somehow to be able to hang tough in these games with these teams, and we'll see if that happens or not, but the schedule is not easy at all. This week's random factoid is the number six. Can you guess what six stands for? That's the number of years it's been since the Hornets have made the playoffs. 2016, we are in 2022. Next year, obviously, it'll be 2023. Will it be seven years, a seven-year drought for the playoffs for these guys? It it very well could be because what they're staring at right now and how things are going in that direction, it's not looking very good. So a six-year playoff drought, six is the number This. Week to remember because barring something crazy, I think it's going to probably be seven in about six, seven months from now. Maybe I'll be wrong. We'll see. But man, it's going to be a very tough road to climb for a team that lost back to back years big in the playing tournament and didn't really make any moves to improve itself this past off season. So there you have it. Many thanks to my guest, Terry Rozier, and thank you so very much for joining me this play this episode of the QC Hornets Nest. I'm Rod Boone. For more Hornets content, check out charlotteobserver.com. And for a special sub offer to gain full access, click the link in my stories where it says, support my work with a digital subscription.
1: All right, till next time, we out.